everyone and welcome back to another episode of the teacher cast today i am so 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 excited to be joined with becoming miss brady from instagram um miss brady uh anna also known as anna do you want to introduce yourself sure um hi everyone um i'm anna from becoming miss brady (laughs) Um, i'm from dublin and I am about to start my PME in Marino Institute of Education next week. Oh, congratulations. Um, I'm so excited. Um, I can imagine. So, yeah, I guess like my background um, my undergraduate is in linguistics and sociology, which I loved. Um, I don't know whether actually people know this about me, but I actually chose to do the longer route. Oh, OK. Undergraduate and then PME. Um, when I was doing my leaving search, I just I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I just yeah. didn't want to do it straight away. Mm-hmm. Why um, is why was that? Was that just because you didn't feel you were ready, or yeah, I think I just like I don't know. I was eighteen and I didn't really ha- hadn't really experienced like life yet. Yeah, um, and so I wanted to kind of just do something a little bit more general and work in you know whatever job I was working through college and and stuff like that yeah Mm -hmm. so I just kind of felt like I needed to maybe mature a little bit more before going into teaching that's interesting because generally like the the whole thing in school is that you know it's like get your degree and then that's it kind of thing I don't know like that's definitely how I felt I had myself under huge amounts of pressure um to get the points for for primary teaching yeah, and, and the points were definitely going up, I think, around the time we were doing our mm-hmm. leaving search. So very, there very was popular. kind of extra pressure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the time, I didn't realise the challenges that I would have to go through with the whole tag exam because yeah. it wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was only implemented, wasn't it, in what year? 2019 or yeah. something. Yeah, it was, it's still kind of within its first kind of few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely something I didn't know would be such a challenge at the time, but mm-hmm. I still don't regret going the rate that I did. Amazing. Um, but yeah, after I finished my undergrad, then I had planned to go into the PME straight away, but I was offered a job in Toronto. Um, oh, cool. Um, I jumped at and moved there for two years, um, yeah. which turns out we were there at the same time. Yeah, so if anyone listening in, I lived in Toronto for two years as well. Same time as Anna, but um, we didn't know each other. Actually, if you want to just like maybe share how how we do know each other. Just a yeah, little backstory. Um, yeah, back in, I guess it was January, moved to yeah. end, Nadine set up the um, staff room Zoom during the school closures. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't subbing during that time because mm-hmm. those were closed. Yeah. So I really wanted to kind of meet some people and I just set up my page at that point. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it came on and you were on and then it kind of started off like a big group, but then it kind of became like a, just a solid group of kind of five or six that would yeah. tune in on every day any morning. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we met. And then, yeah, just... I have to say during that time, like, especially just through the lockdown, like, you know you're not seeing people and it's it was definitely a lonely period learning solely from home like still to stay I've not been on campus like not that we have a campus but I have not haven't been face to face with any of my lecturers or any of my you know my other students so just for you said you're starting the PME next week is that something that um you know you're going to be meeting your your peers face to face or is it still going to be online it is going to be in person um, oh for most of it from what I can gather um I still have to kind of get the timetable and everything yeah. 
But your orientation um, is that face to face. Yeah, it's going to be mostly face to face. I think there might be some things that are online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the way Marina were doing it, actually, they said that for online things, you could tune in from campus. There'd be areas for you to go and like be on your laptop for the online stuff. So that's you don't brilliant. have to be at home at all, I don't think. Oh, yeah, no, that's really nice. We've come such a long way in the last year, haven't we? When you really think about it. Just yeah, the yeah. Not excited for the early starts, but I'm <laughs> very excited to go on campus. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So, um, so you're starting the PME now after c- coming back from Toronto. So when you came back from Toronto, then what did what? So first of all, when did you come back, and what did you do with yourself? So while I was living in Toronto, I was also trying to get the tag exam. Mm. Um. So that took. A while. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine. I didn't <laughs> actually think do that's it. like I haven't got my tag exam yet. I yeah. got you, um, because it took me three goes to get the required mark. Right. Um, it's not an easy task. Goes. Not easy. It's a really high standard. Um, the first few times I um, I was off the required mark by just a few percent, which it's was annoying. And <laughs> uh, so when I eventually did get it, it was last summer, and I was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I was too late for the 2020 start. Um, so I decided then I was coming home in August. So when I came home, then I applied for my teaching council number and guard vetting and just said that I would spend the year as sub teacher. Okay. Classroom for the year. And what was like, what was your, so you, you, did you always want to be a teacher? Was it that you came back from Toronto and you felt, okay, this is what I really, really want to do. Did you feel like your experience in Toronto really solidified you wanting to do teaching? I mean, I've wanted to be a teacher for as long as I can remember, like mm-hmm. from like I was in primary school myself and yeah. wanting to like correct my own work. With the <laughs> playing teacher. Um, yeah, playing teacher. Like I was just always like always wanted to be a teacher. Um, yeah. But then um, as I said, like I got to leaving certain, wasn't so sure about doing it straight away. So kind of went the the long route which ended up being even longer than I had planned yeah um so yeah I've always wanted to do it um and then yeah I kind of did some work experience and before I went to Toronto I did I think like two or three days random subbing um which was great um so I knew that it was definitely what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. so I think that's why instead of coming home and waiting another year and just working either in a cafe or like doing an admin job I thought well there's going to be a need for subs this year so let's yeah. just get in the classroom yeah and were you were you were you, did you feel any like you know additional stress I suppose with having to start subbing during a pandemic um not really um I was really excited to just be in the classroom yeah. and like I mean I was a nervous wreck when I started last <laughs> September and October but what before I kind of got into the swing of things I was yeah. just like beyond nervous going into a classroom and I'm just in a new school and you're constantly moving around as well so like every day is new you're not just like mm-hmm. in the same class every yeah. day so I've done um, I've done a bit of subbing myself so I actually started after school placement one so that my school placement one finish in may of this year so i only got like maybe about five six weeks of subbing and i genuinely felt i have never learned so much in those six weeks so i can only imagine for you working a full year as a sub you know i know some of the weeks were in lockdown but for the most part you were involved and were were you were you subbing on online 
I did actually one week, the first week um, of online learning in January, I did online with okay. um, the senior infants. Mm. And yeah, when they announced that schools were going to be closed, I thought, well, that's me out of work now for the next three months um, or however long it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but then I got this week of subbing and I thought, oh, well, maybe I will get more. But it was just a fluke because I just got that week. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there wasn't a huge amount for me to do. They weren't doing Zooms at that point with the younger ones. Okay. So it was more just being available on Seesaw and correcting stuff. So Very good. And were you with a class for, for that time? or how? Like, were, So I know myself, I was in and out of all different class levels between set um, and just, you know, being an additional member in the classroom in some cases and some schools that I've been in. But like for you, were you ever like consistently in the same class? So between September and December, I was with all class levels in um, as a class teacher, as a set teacher, as an SNA um, in Dash schools, all girls schools, all boys schools, big schools. Yeah. Um, so between September and December last year, I was exposed to it all, yeah. um, which was great. And then obviously the schools were closed. And then when they opened in March, then I got a long-term um, subbing role with as a set teacher for senior infants. Oh, um, that's so, so good. So I was there from March till June, which I absolutely loved. Oh, that's so good. And I actually can't wait to hear more about that later in this episode. But I suppose before we continue on, who was your main inspiration to begin teaching? Um, I had one teacher in primary school who she she wasn't the person that made me want to be a teacher because as I said like I always wanted to be a teacher it wasn't because of maybe one person or one thing mm -hmm. um but she was definitely if I think of like a favorite teacher between yeah. um primary and secondary school she was definitely it I had her for fourth class and then sixth class oh so you had um, the same teacher for two yeah, different she actually went years. away while we were in fifth because she I, we had her in fourth and then she went away for like a year traveling the world oh um, so she came back and wanted to tell you like i've changed as a person <laughs> i've seen yeah. the world now <laughs> yeah exactly so i was delighted when i had her again in sixth class yeah um, but it was funny because i was listening to um Gemma talking about her favorite teacher yesterday with you oh, and yeah. her kind of reasoning i guess behind it was because the teacher was fair and that's one of the reasons why I loved this teacher so much because she was really fun and you could talk to her about anything which was really really fair yeah as well yeah yeah my sixth class teacher now I I loved my sixth class teacher but she was very like from the outside looking in like if you were in a different class you'd be like oh I'd be afraid of that teacher but actually she's what you need like it's what I felt like we needed in sixth class it mm. was like she prepped us so well like just socially and emotionally for going into secondary school um just yeah just yeah like it's I sometimes when you think of teachers that are like oh my god she's so mean <laughs> like oh I'd hate to have her and then when you're actually in her classroom or yeah. his classroom yeah um you're actually oh this is fun <laughs> yeah oh that's so good um so when you when you started subbing um Anna how did you make a, an impression when you first stepped your foot into a school like obviously like I I'm actually going back to, like so the school I'm starting to sub in now uh tomorrow actually um I've not stepped foot in it before and uh, for me there's a, a feeling of like not 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 that I'm scared or anything it's just 
I feel like the first impression is is big. Do, would you agree or, you know, yeah, how do you, you feel about I mean, it? You go into a school and you, you want to be invited back. Yeah. So kind of the first time that you go into a school or a class, like you do want to do a good job. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of last school year, so September, October, it was slow to start for me, like to get like constant subbing mm -hmm. um, because there was kind of like an order, I guess, at which schools were were calling their subs you know there was the supply panel in that area right yeah and then if they couldn't get someone off the panel they were calling other qualified teachers mm -hmm. and then if they couldn't get a qualified teacher they're calling student teachers and then kind of it was me at the bottom yeah so funny, initially yeah funny you said that actually I, one of the schools i did my with the school i did my school placement in one of the subs that was there she was actually a qualified art post-primary teacher and i was like what are you doing here? And she's like, Oh, I'm actually on a on a on a on a career break and you know, the the pandemic wasn't anticipated, so here I am. So Yeah. I know, it's funny how those different people kind of just end up in, in subbing roles. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I was kind of when at the beginning before I kind of made my mark in, in schools, I, I was kind of like their last resort at the beginning. Right. So when they by the time they were giving me a call, they really needed a sub. Mm -hmm. So when I could do those really last minute calls, um, sometimes they were like nine o'clock the morning of. Yeah. Um, they really appreciated me being able to just jump in my car and, and head over and teach class that day. Mm -hmm. um, so that definitely was you know made an impression on them mm -hmm. and then no matter kind of what um subbing role I had whether it was just for a day or whether it was for a week I always did my best I always made sure that I wasn't just you know doing whatever I was doing the very best that I could do in that role um yeah. for that day and then I'm naturally a very organized person so the notes that I was giving to the teachers to hand back and um, their class were always really detailed as well yeah. so um, a rundown of what happened throughout the day, what we covered, any yeah. issues that arose. I um, have those sheets that like, I leave as and well. And I students as well. Yeah, like a superstar student. And then like, like even if a child came up to me, like I like and they said like oh I have a pain here like I would have wrote down the time the pain and literally what I told them to do and to come back to me if the pain got worse do you know what I mean like obviously you're looking out for COVID symptoms and stuff like that's a bit more serious but like if they were saying oh my finger hurts or my leg hurts do you know you tell them to just take it easy on it and but I'd still note those things down would you would you do the same yeah definitely like I just would have it's always better to write too much than too little, in yeah. my opinion. Um, yeah. And then, like, regardless of um, how challenging your day was, I always finished on a positive note about the class. Because yeah. um, no teacher wants to come back to their class and just see a whole load of negatives about how they misbehaved mm -hmm. and this person did this and this other person did that. And, you know, it's just something to say, I had a great day with your class. Um, and I'm really impressed with their guelga or I'm really impressed with their kindness or That's their really great nice. class for yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like that. And did you find then like teach because I do the same thing, I leave a note as well. Did you find that teachers um say if you're back in the school, they'd personally thank you? Because sometimes um teachers would come out of their way up to me in the staff room or whatever, um, and they'd be like, Oh, like I really appreciate you covering my class. Like it's actually it's really nice, isn't it? It's a nice environment. I, yeah able to to meet when you go back to that school to be able to meet the teacher that you were subbing for yeah um, i actually was in a school um 
before Christmas and I was in sixth class and the I think I was the teacher had been out for a week and I think I was their third sub so they had had a lot of subs and they were testing those subs to see what kind of they were getting away with yeah Um, they do that great they were great that day yeah I was back the following week and the teacher was back in and I said oh I was in for you last week and he said and I had done my musical bingo thing with them um, which is on my page if anyone hasn't heard of it (laughs) (laughs) and I'd done that with them at the end of the day because it was a Friday and it's golden time or whatever yeah um and he said oh yeah um you're the only teacher that they they talked about because of that musical thing (laughs) they hadn't told them about the irish or the whatever else they had no they never do we did nothing yesterday (laughs) yeah yeah that was nice yeah it's always nice to to meet the teachers that you've been in for yeah so overall then um you like like myself like uh, you agree that you know your first impression going into a school i there's a slight bit of pressure there isn't there yeah, definitely. Um, but just like being yourself, there's no point trying to be someone that you're not. Absolutely. Um, just be polite and friendly and flexible as well as something that I would definitely at the beginning. Um, Throw yourself into the deep end. I remember yeah. one day I went into school and I I had been working in junior infant set. And the principal says to me, oh, Hayley, you're, you're covering um, sixth class today. And my my heart like just sank like I was like oh oh really like but I actually they were such a lovely class and you really can like it was you know May June time so you can really sense their maturity that they're just ready for for secondary school and it was really nice to just have a conversation with them and yeah I don't know like so even when you have those feelings of oh my god will I be able for this you can actually surprise yourself yeah, definitely. I think as well, if you have something in your head and then you're told, oh, actually, it's something different. I think there's just an instant kind of like, oh, OK, cool. Um, but <laughs> I was in a school one day and I got changed class halfway through the day. Yeah. So I was like, OK, yeah, no problem. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, you, I was like, ah. you're naturally flexible, but you're you also have that like feeling of, will I be able for this? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? So- um so Anna how how would you um explain to someone exactly what documents they would need for going forward for subbing um so if you are if you have a level eight degree and you're able to apply for your teaching council number mm-hmm. um you'll need your teaching council registration and your teaching council guard of vetting they're mm-hmm. key um you'll also need your statutory declaration um which a lot of schools didn't ask me for but no, I had anyway they don't they really they don't actually but it's something handy to have so what what like do you know what a statutory declaration is yeah it's just yeah it's just basically saying that everything that you're saying is correct yeah you're basically <laughs> are who you are yeah. um and who did you get your sign by because I get I get asked this question all the time I got mine so I've got I've had to get two in the last year so Same. one was for subbing um yeah. which I got signed by the solicitor um and then the other one I had to get done was for the supplementary program yeah and I think yeah I also got that done by a different solicitor cool yeah I actually got mine uh, signed by a peace commissioner um so a peace commissioner is basically a person that say the guards would go to when they need to what's the word like raid is it raid someone's house like if they need to break yeah. down the door like that you know that they're authorizing that they can trespass 
essentially. Um, so he, the man, he was such a character. He's so, so funny. Um, he'd have some mad stories and I was like, thanks for signing my document, but just such a nice guy. Like, so, so lovely. He, um, I think he, he works for, I want to say the Department of Education, but I think he, basically what his role is, is that he tries to get kids, um, back to school who don't want to go to school anymore. So he was just so interesting, like just such a lovely guy, but definitely, um, I would say go down to your local Garda station and see if you can get a list of the peace commissioners in your area. Um, they should have yeah. them because the guards are, I think, in close contact with peace commissioners. So, um, just yeah, like or anyone. like if I, I found that I knew like or my parents knew like solicitors or yeah, you know, you if you kind of think of the people that you know, there might be someone in your in your wider circle yeah. that they do it with you because it's literally just name and sign. Like literally. it's not a big thing. Um, that. If you, yeah, if you Google statue declaration form, a PDF pops up and it's literally the first link at the top. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so good. And um, so when you were when you were applying then for, you know, to different schools, was it just by email? Yeah, it was by email last, um, it must have been the end of August last year. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, my teaching council and garden bedding hadn't come through yet. Mm-hmm. So I was originally um, working along the five day rule. Um, though when I was asked to sub for a full week and I had worked the previous Friday, I just did the Friday for free, the mm-hmm. following Friday for free, because it was like that or the kids don't come to school. Yeah, <laughs> so no, I guess I was more than happy to do that. Plus the experience is great. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of one day, so it was fine. Um, and then it was kind of nice then when my teaching council stuff came through because it was a way for me to reach out to schools again mm-hmm. um, as kind of hello, I'm still here. Um, if yeah. I hadn't like heard from a school yet, um, or if I didn't get a reply originally from my first email, it was a nice way to follow up and say, oh, my teaching council has come through, attached documents. Yeah, um, I actually, I've had a few messages from people that are still waiting on their teaching council number. So for me, it took eight weeks for it to come through. How long did it take for you? Probably about that as well. I did it when I got home from Canada, which was end of august last year and it came right. through in october yeah so i when i actually submitted my teach from t- my application for my teaching council number like literally within 24 if not 36 hours of it getting accepted from, from hibernia because my plan was to go in um and start subbing when, when schools kind of settle back in um i didn't know how i'd manage it the time wise with hibernia and what was expected of me as a student so it was nice to just have those few months to really focus on my masters so actually i i've been getting a lot of messages from people you were saying that you you subbed on still haven't uh, had your your teaching council number so I've had a few messages people saying you know when's the best time to get into schools oh I'm nervous now that my teaching council number hasn't come through like you still can sub without a teaching council number but you're just subject to the five-day rule so what is the five-day rule five-day rule is basically you can work five days in a row Mm -hmm. and then you have to take a break so mm-hmm. if you work Monday to Friday in a school, you have to take the following Monday off yeah. and then start again on Tuesday. Um, I think so- people, though, are nervous about not getting in straight away in the first school year. Like, I I think people are under the impression, like, I must have everything in line for September. You know, am I too late to apply for a teaching council number? And the answer to that is no. no. <laughs> Just get in your application whenever you can and it'll come back when it comes back and until then you know the five-day rule is is there like I 
um, I don't know whether this year is a little bit different because we're still um, kind of in the pandemic. I know we were last year as well, um, but it was slow for me last year at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I when I um, came home last year and decided that I was going to go into subbing. I thought I was going to be subbing every day and I'd be in classes for you know a month at a time. And yeah. <laughs> I had this kind of um, ideal scenario in my head about subbing. And the reality of it is, I wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. For the first month, I think I subbed for three days, and the rest of the time I was sitting at home waiting for a call. Yeah. So it can be slow at the beginning. So it's definitely still worth getting your name down with schools. Yeah. Give them a reminder if you haven't heard from them when your teaching council comes through. Um, and then, yeah, just about making those good first impressions when you are getting into schools. Yeah. So Anna, you mentioned there earlier in the episode that you did, um, you did get a subbing contract, I guess, from the March until the end of the school year. How did you find lesson planning during that time? Did you plan your own lessons or did you work alongside a team? Um, I'd love to hear more about this. So I was the um, step teacher for senior infants. So there was mm-hmm. two senior infant classes that I um, took um, kids out either on a one-to-one basis or small groups. Um, the situation that I was in was very unique in that I was in for a high-risk teacher who was working from home, Okay. Um, which was a learning curve in itself. I don't know whether there's ever been a year in school where a teacher has worked from home and there's been a sub in school doing the actual teaching for them. Yeah. Um, so I was in in school day to day, like I was working very closely with the class teachers, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're the kids' class teachers and they would, you know, tell me what needed to be done and if there was anything particular that they wanted me to work on with the child. Um, but then I was also working alongside the teacher that who who I was subbing for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had the kind of basis of what each child needed in their session um i had a like flexibility with what to do each session and yeah um there was kind of suggestions left for me and then i would build on that and then i would all always at the end of a week send the teacher i was subbing for what work had been completed that week and then she was able to look at it and say oh great or maybe next week you can do more of this or less of that mm-hmm. um so we kind of yeah it was very unique and we kind of learned as the weeks went on what was the best way to approach that situation right so Um, did that teacher know her class like had she been in earlier in the school year and then yeah she she was in september to december and then was online for that period of january february and then she was at home then for the rest of the year okay interesting yeah it was very unique (laughs) it definitely had challenges and perks kind of both um you know it was nice to have someone to go to that I didn't feel like I was annoying um you know like sometimes I felt like I was asking so many questions to the class teachers that I felt like oh I have to sit back and just shut my mouth for a while um it was nice to have someone that I could go to um but then yeah there was challenges with it as well in that um she was still like the go-to person very good um and then so in the school itself then like when you were in there like did you have zoom calls with with the with her or was it just a phone call and how how many times a week were you like in contact with her um pretty regularly we would call have kind of a debrief probably once a week ourselves mm-hmm. um there was also you know involved in obviously um blurring support 
there's like assessments that are happening for kids, um, like psychologists or speech therapists or OTs, like all of that was kind of happening as well. Yeah. So I learned well, a lot about that on summer provision. I had like yeah. IEPs, isn't that what they're called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'd say you learned so much in that role. Oh my God, it was like, it was crazy, but it was amazing. Yeah. I learned so, so, so much. Yeah. Um, like so yeah, the paperwork so side of it, yeah. Um that we would discuss and if there were reports coming in that I would have to then look at and, and put in the child's folder and stuff like that. So we would touch base probably once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, she did try and zoom in with the children a, a little bit as well. So, so they were, cause she was just writing the reports. So she was right. writing the school reports. So she sat still kind of have to see where they were at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we were pretty um regular with our contact like she was available on whatsapp as well if i had questions so i could text her whenever um, oh, and then we that's really probably nice. catch up once a week oh i love that so anna just from like your whole experience then um so before the pme is that something that you'd recommend for people who maybe are thinking about going into teaching or maybe they didn't get accepted to the pme what would you recommend you know the year subbing absolutely um like it's not essential for you to do a whole year. Like maybe that was excessive. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the situation that I was in and what I decided to do for myself. Yeah. But doing some sort of subbing um, before starting the PME is just such amazing experience. Um, and mm. it's doing it in an environment that doesn't have a pressure of, or the pressure of like assessment and placement. Um, mm. You're able to kind of just dip your toes in and, um, see what it's like um, and kind of get more confident with being in a classroom mm-hmm. and standing up in front of a class uh, being able to do that before your first placement would be such a great experience yeah. and just put you, yourself at ease I think yeah I'm actually to be honest looking back now I'm kind of sorry I didn't go straight into Southern when I came back from Toronto I so when I lived in Toronto I actually worked in a bank I worked doing mortgage administration and when I came home I got I got a job before I came home luckily I I walked into a job um I was working on Japanese mutual funds I don't know if you knew that but um like I'm sorry now that I actually didn't because I didn't get accepted the first time I applied for the PME and I I think having that sub an experience really can just I like I know you don't need experience working with children but it's just even for yourself answering questions when you go for the PME interview I think you know all that experience will really really stand to you definitely I think it just makes it helps for the interview especially I found um I was definitely a lot more at ease having had the subbing experience answering some of the questions because mm-hmm. I was able to relate back to certain situations that I had had in school yeah like a time um, when you worked as part of a team or a time yeah, where you were under pressure a time where you um I don't know you your organizational skills were tested yeah <laughs> and just having a real understanding of what the career of a teacher involves yeah um really able you're really able to understand what that is and yeah. um and then relate it back into 
into the the answers that that you need to give. Yeah, I was actually doing my PB interviews from my classroom because they were over Zoom this year. So as soon as like my camera came on, it was quite clear that I was in some kind of educational setting. And did they comment on that, or was it just? Yeah, definitely. They were like, "Oh, we can see that you're in um, the classroom." classroom. <laughs> it was a nice opener, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that senior infants, blah blah blah. I had like all my tricky words on the back wall. <laughs> you get it you know the 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 stick with the little pointer I think you had them um you're probably taking that and be like you know (laughs) and now in the interview we're gonna talk about this um but no that's uh that's really cool I love that so for me actually my PME interview the first one was actually in person which is funny um and the second one I actually did in a hotel um (laughs) and you wouldn't even believe it they started mowing the grass like I want to say 10 minutes before I was meant to start and it was you know summertime this was summer 2019 no 2020 sorry I feel like 2020 didn't even happen um (laughs) summer 2020 and uh I was like you must be having a laugh like I had to close the windows it was roasting and I was like I then I had it in my head that they're gonna ask me like you know I don't know like where are you right now and I'd be like oh you know in the in the hotel (laughs) or like a cleaner would walk in or something so I was just I don't know I'd lock the door I was like don't come in (laughs) Um, I was very like nerve-wracking yeah it was hard time towards the end of mine as well so you heard like 400 kids just belt outside (laughs) oh god imagine like the fire alarm or something went off and you'd be like sorry (laughs) oh but these things happen like and do you know when stuff like that happens you just have to say you know what this is just confirming I'm so flexible and I'm so pro adaptable in my in my practice and yeah it is what it is um so you know from my first episode with Gemma um the second bit well not the second bit but the last section of the podcast um is kind of questions that I hope to ask all my guests um if possible so um the first one is what are your top three classroom tips um so these are specific to subbing okay uh, because I haven't had apart from set and senior infants yeah. um I've been kind of everywhere for you know the whole year so I haven't really had like a solid time with with my own class or classroom yeah um so specific to subbing um I would say take your time at the start of the day to introduce yourself and ask the students their names and and have just a general chat um you know if they have any news to share with you in the class just kind of let them see who you are and what you're about um it's completely fine to spend kind of the first half an hour doing that you don't need to to jump straight into lessons yeah and also get the class involved in in helping you settle in I always really like doing that whether I know the the answer to the questions or not um just asking them oh how do you do this or how do you do that there'll always be one um there there's (laughs) always gonna be ones that want to help um and it makes them feel like they're important and um being the teacher's helpers so Mm -hmm. That would definitely be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, then I would say um, just walk around the classroom as much as you can um, mm-hmm. during lessons and when they're doing their individual work. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this especially for if I was in for only a day or two. Um, you can stop over the course of the day. You can stop by every child and kind of see how they're doing, have a look at their work, give them a stamp or a sticker, mm-hmm. um, just have a little chat. Yeah. Um, sometimes they might 
be reluctant to maybe ask you a question out loud in front of the whole class if they don't really know you quite yet. Um, but they might be more inclined to do that if you're kind of walking around and checking in on everyone. Yeah. Um, so I definitely found myself just walking around the class a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last tip would be ending the day with a laugh or a smile, oh. uh, which I found... You know you're gonna have challenging days subbing some classes like to push the buttons and see what they can get away with and yeah. you know as much as you want to be teaching sometimes subbing is just about class management some days um just depending on what class and school you're in yeah. um so regardless of how difficult the day is um i would just say leaving with a smile or sharing a joke um make sure that everyone is ending the day on a positive note i love um, that sometimes i would if i had them all lined up ready to go uh, with their bags and their coats and everything um and there was like a couple of minutes before the bell i would just kind of ask does anyone have a joke <laughs> to share <laughs> um and then of course that all the hands would go up and they'd have have a good time sharing their favorite jokes and everyone would leave laughing or with a smile on their face and then they go home on a positive note oh that's so nice i love that idea actually i always find the end of the day comes around so fast and you're like oh my god it's time to line up (laughs) it's so quick like it's just go 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 and then you think oh god that's it like literally yeah um anna what is a resource that you can't live without this is um this is a tricky one because i've been again with like so many different yeah. classes and use so many different resources. Yeah. Um, for my time in Spanish with senior infants, mm-hmm. um, I had these quiz buzzers that oh, I've seen them. Yeah. That were just such a hit. They loved them and their engagement with these buzzers for doing their work with me was just like skyrocketed. So yeah. we definitely got the buzzers out a lot. Um, but then kind of across the board, Probably more on the younger side, but still across the board, mostly stickers. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I will never understand the excitement of a sticker. For a <laughs> um, but it just gives children so much joy when you give them a sticker for like doing great work or doing their best. It's it's so heartwarming to see because it's like a piece of paper stuck on their jumper. Yeah. And they're just buzzing for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, and the the buzzers, where did you buy them? I got them off Amazon. They are a brand called Learning Minds, which I've oh, okay. seen um, a lot of teachers on Instagram have various yeah. products from that. Yeah. They were like 10 euro. Um, oh, and they I have are, to add that straight into my basket. <laughs> I have to add it straight into my basket. Yeah. Um, there's like four different sounds. Some of them are annoying, so I definitely... Um, prioritize them over the child other. that wanted me to tell his mom about them oh my god he loved them so much i was like yeah i'll tell her all about them and uh so i like sent her like a, an email with the like brand or something and I was she's like, like what is this loud and there's no off button so you might want to say that they're out of stock <laughs> <laughs> i love that for the heads up <laughs> that's so funny speaking about funny moments what is your funniest teaching moment this is so hard because I honestly have so many. Yeah. Um, I have a note on my phone just full of quotes mm-hmm. um, of just silly things that t- kids say. And it just every time I go on there, I just can't help but giggle. Um, one that comes to mind, though, was I was in set in third class in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually in the school that I ended up 
in for the few months. Yeah. And I had a boy um, one-to-one for social skills. Um, and we were playing a game in the room and he, obviously I was wearing my mask um, and he had never, never met me before. So he kind of looked at me and said, can I see your mouth? <laughs> obviously he was asking me, could, I, could you see my whole face? Yeah. He said, of course, no problem. So I like pulled it down for a few seconds so he could see my full face. And he looked at me and just goes, wow. <laughs> and I was like, if you ever need a confidence boost, this kid is your guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but yeah, um, oh. I also got invited on a play date by one of my senior friends, which was really cute. Oh, I love that. Um, and Anna, what is a quote that you live by? Um, I have two. Okay. I have one that is very kind of relevant to my journey um, yeah. and then something that I always like to teach. So um, the one that is relevant to my journey is everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, I just love that one because there's been so many points over the last few years where something hasn't happened for me and I've thought, and it's been the end of the world yeah. and it's been really hard to get past that point. But then something else will happen as a result and you think wow if that other thing had happened I wouldn't have had this experience yeah I agree I'd be the exact same as you I really really I believe in that quote that Mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason um and then in terms of teaching um the next generation um I just love in a world where you can be anything be kind I love that I've seen that in it was actually in my I think it was in my placement classroom the teacher had that written up but each student had a letter oh that's lovely yeah so each student had a letter and it made the whole quote on the wall that's actually a really nice idea for you know back to school displays think, um, isn't it I like she has that. oh I think teacher Elaine has that in her classroom as yeah. well yeah yeah um I've seen it in a few places um yeah it's lovely especially when you can get the kids involved in yeah making the quote you know and you can say oh that's my letter there and it's kind of like we're all going to be kind together um you know it's collective effort and stuff i think like in a class of 30 kids everyone's going to be at different levels with reading everyone's going to be at different levels of of maths everyone's just going to be different everyone's going to have strengths and they're going to have things that they they struggle with um but if everyone can be kind, then you've got one hell of a class. Yeah, I love that. Anna, is there anything you'd like to ask me? Um, I think... Hmm. It's okay if you don't. I'm, I'm starting my PME <laughs> next week, um, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. But I'm very aware that it's a full-on two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so after your first year of the PME, what is something that you do for you to help you with self-care? So it's it, that's a really good question. Um, first of all, I want to say the best of luck to you starting your PME next week. Um, it's it's a tough two years. I'm not going to lie. I'm now just less than a year away from finishing, which is crazy to even say because I feel like it was only yesterday I was setting up my desk and I was getting everything ready to go. Um, like my my laptop and I have like a monitor, which really helped me. You know working solely from home and stuff but it's funny because my routine has totally changed over that over that full year you know I've gone from making sure I go for a walk every day to then making sure I turn the computer off at a certain time um making sure that I do sit down and watch Love Island or you know just making sure that I 
I take time away from the desk. I think, you know, you can have your days where you're like, I'm going to get all this work done. But the reality of the fact is, are you even in the mood to do the work? Like you really, you can't be so hard on yourself. And I, you know, it's something that you know, I think I still kind of, not that I struggle with, but it's still in the back of my mind. Like I'll set myself up almost for failure because I'll, what's the quote? Prepare to fail. You know that yeah. one? <laughs> I think it's, is that Shakespeare? I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, so like, I feel like just trying to be more realistic with yourself and, you know, not putting yourself under too much pressure. The work will get done. And don't be comparing yourself to other people in your course. Like, it doesn't matter if someone has their assignment done, like, 20 years in advance and you're only submitting at the last minute. Um, Yeah, so just make sure that you're taking that time for yourself. I always say slow and steady wins the race. Um, so if you approach things slowly and take your time with things, um, I think that's that's really nice. Oh, that's great advice yeah so just just take things as they come you're not expected to know everything of course you've learned so much in your your year subbing um i'm still learning too um honestly i think you have more classroom experience than me just because you had the year you know working whereas i only kind of started the subbing um after my first school placement which was great um, but yeah, I suppose, Anna, if you want to just kind of share where people can find you, uh, the things maybe that you post about, and then if you just want to finish off. Sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Becoming Miss Brady. Um, I, the last kind of, I was set it up in January, so it's kind of mainly based around subbing unqualified. And then I also have some tips on getting your tag. So if you're struggling to get your tag, um, drop me a message. I love that. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, going in from kind of next week, I'll be sharing my journey of um, PME at Marino. So if anyone's starting the PME at any of the colleges, mm-hmm. um, come join me on this crazy journey. <laughs> Thanks so much, thank Anna. Thank you so much for having me on this, Haley. This has been so much fun. And I it's been so a pleasure oh it's been great I, I think we can all just learn so much from each other and uh, yeah Definitely.